0: Okay, how do you all feel about me just talking about some opinions that I have now? Great.
1: Do it.
2: Welcome to Court
0: Captains, a volleyball podcast.
2: Where we talk all things Pro Volleyball Federation. I'm Kelly. I'm Nikki. I'm Ian. And today we're talking... A very busy week for everyone
0: is playing. Everyone. Everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at CourtCaptainspod. Keep an eye out for us in the YouTube chat. We're not in every single match, but we're in a lot of them. Yeah. And I do enjoy
2: I enjoy reading through the live chats when I watch the games after the fact.
0: Yeah. It's nice. Also can confirm that players are watching sometimes too. They're <laughs> they're sliding into our DMs. Um I don't think that anyone who listens to us is taking the names of players in vain in that chat. But um, if you, you are know. stop it, if you are, cut it out, cut cut that out. They're watching. It's yeah, unbecoming. We, did,
1: we only do that on the pod.
0: <laughs> no, we do that here with respect.
1: Yeah, yes. This is after analysis. We, after
0: we give, give lots of compliments first. Yeah.
1: I've, I've known mm-hmm. about volleyball for four weeks now. <laughs> like I'm, I'm He's fully dishing out equipped. criticisms. Yeah. To yeah. give out, you know, valid criticisms to everyone.
0: He's ready to go all right well before we dive into match analysis, we had a little bit of news from the pvf website on the 13th this came out so really like just missed it before we were able to record last week. Um, And I wanted to read out the the information and just have a quick chat about it some speculations, maybe some I, I don't know what a business is of a pro volleyball a pro anything league, but um, it was announced on the 13th that the PVF will now transition from a startup founder-led league to one that is team-led. Similar to other professional leagues, governance will be handled through its board of directors composed principally of team representatives and a team operators committee. Emily Emma, who is a a volleyball, ex-volleyball player and is a sports journalist now for Big Ten among some other... Um, among some other volleyball um, announcing. She tweeted, in layman's terms, this means that founders Dave Wynum and Steven Evans are no longer running the show and the team owners, representatives will run things from here on out alongside CEO Jen Spiker.
2: So, first thing that jumps out at me with this is that we will now transition from a startup. Does that mean that they're profitable?
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like in tech startup land
2: we're not a startup startup.
0: anymore yeah (laughs) that would be nice i will say i'm like um lurking i'm not lurking i sometimes you know react in the reddit um the pvf reddit it's pretty good source of information um someone said that they heard or know that the players are getting paid on time amazing which seems to be a great sign for a new league i think that's something that like other leagues have had trouble Oh. Making good on their promise of paying yeah. them, you know, in a consistent way, um, so that's a good sign also. But but is this a, but is this a bad? Sign? I I don't know
1: huh.
0: whether it's yeah. Good or bad. I think it's interesting.
1: I think it's good. Just like they said, it makes it seem more viable. Just in that that's how most of the other, especially North American leagues, are run. Then they don't seem as dependent on any one of the teams, um, you know then you basically run your own business if you're running one of the teams.
0: Yeah. What about um, the timing? Does it feel early?
1: No, no, no. I mean, it does. I guess they're probably um, pretty excited about the viewing figures. Yeah. That's what it would make me think. They gave those
0: um, in the press release. So mm-hmm. it said during the first six matches of the season, 51,000 fans have attended. More than 532,000. Fans have viewed matches on the YouTube with two and a half million Instagram impressions over the first two calendar weeks of the season. Anyway, just wanted to let y'all know about that piece of information that came out. Thank I you. think. Well, I it think definitely seems like less,
1: yeah. Yeah. less, so like the business side to me, it would seem that that basically means like the teams are going to be able to vote on what they think should happen moving forward, rather than just being run top down yep. by the owners.
2: Do we think that? This is why both in, uh, let's see here, Monday night's match, which was at Thrill, and I think it was Sunday's match at Omaha, both the score things at the bottom uh, of the screen were different than they have been. We're having some independent decisions (laughs) being made. In fact, the one at Omaha was on the top of the screen. It was. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. It was interesting.
0: I don't know why I feel so strongly, but I, I know. Do
2: it. Yeah, you're not the only one.
0: The comments, <laughs> the were... comments were upset. Yeah. I do like
1: change. Yeah.
0: So Thursday, yeah. February 15th, Omaha Supernova's at Vegas. Thrill. Yeah, Ian? in
1: Vegas. Um, Omaha won this one in four sets. They started off real well they won the first set 25-15, lost the second 24 to 26. All of a sudden we had a we had a close game and then they won the third 25 to 22 and the fourth 25 to 19. So, you know. I have to
0: say I wrote I started writing notes on this match and said I could not remember it to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if that was just because it was many matches ago. The only thing that then started to jog my memory. This was Thrill's home opener, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the stat sheet, it said there were 4,000 people there. And I was like, that seems wrong. I thought they were going wild by like the second set. I remember the first set I was looking around. I was like, "Uh oh, I'm not seeing a lot of people. And then in the second and the third, I remembered being like, everyone got there late and is <laughs> now drunk because that's they pure really... Vegas style. Honestly, yeah. they drove to Henderson, Nevada, and they were like, I'm ready because it was, it was off. It was off.
2: um, That makes me want to go to a a game there.
0: (laughs) I want to go to, I want to go to all the games in Vegas. Every, every sports that they have. I wonder if they sell alcohol in the stadium. I sure hope they sell alcohol in all these stadiums. I hope so too. It's professional. Mm -hmm. It's like
1: it's college. Yeah. That's how you get real rowdy.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: I mean, they do also, I think they sold it out too. So. You know, a what? lot of people. I I think that's that might just be capacity for where right? they're playing. Okay, okay. Which is what I like. That like I like smaller spots where you can actually fill them up because they do feel like things are going nuts. You know, yeah. I can get I can yeah. get turned up at at a medieval times. Yeah, <laughs> there's like 1,200 <laughs> people there, but like people get really rowdy. Yeah, and it's and it's claustrophobic, and that's that's a
0: fair but point. I just th- that find it a little. I'm like a little. It's a little odd that Omaha is like. Three times as large of an arena, but it's there's Omaha. a lot to compete
1: with. Yeah, there's a lot to. There's compete land, with in Vegas, sure, as well. You know, you don't yeah. want to be playing volleyball in the, in the sphere. Um, or like, <laughs> do you, you
2: know, though? That would be kind could of cool. you? You're pretty sick.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they could fit a floor in there, but I'd go see a game there. We'd see
0: I a would... lot more missers, <laughs> yeah. even more if you can believe it. <laughs> there would be more misserves in the sphere also though the the depth perception would really fuck everybody up
3: yeah yeah I
0: couldn't sit in there it'd be impossible I can hardly set outside <laughs> <laughs> well so this time Omaha even the score right because uh-huh. Vegas took their first meeting yep. Mm-hmm. yep yep um what did y'all think of of the performance it's
1: pretty workmanlike, I thought. From from Omaha, I mean, they they annihilated in the first set pretty much, and then they lost the second. It was close though, and then they just kind of took care of business in the last two. They're already they're in full they're in full groove now.
0: Yeah, Omaha passed way better. Yeah, fifty six percent positive, thirty percent perfect. Kendall White seventy five percent positive, forty percent perfect. Yeah. Brooke Brooke Nunaveller also had 62 38 on that compared to Vegas, which was 37% positive, 17% perfect. So that kind of just eliminates. I thought that Omaha had a really balanced offense of kind of trying and working everybody in.
2: Yeah. And well, that that great passing translated to um, amazing hitting stats as well.
0: Yep. From Vegas' side, I think they tried Cat Bell on the outside, maybe. Did I see that? And then they switched back to Gabby Gonzalez. Neither of them hit amazing. Saskia Hippie had 17 kills, hit 400
2: yeah, on the she's, right side. She's up for player of, the, player of the week, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hannah Maddox it's- also has been playing pretty well consistently. She had 16 mm-hmm. kills, hit 240. But two pins does not an offense make. No. I felt like Omaha sort of had. Molly McCage in the beginning, like sort of figured her out. Yeah. Yeah. She hit hit 170, which is interesting. They're getting more data about each other at this point. And like I've seen on Instagram, some players are doing like a, get ready with me or like day in my life on match day. And they're always like, watch some tape, you know? Yeah. Did a scout. And so like, they do have, they're getting more information and they're making adjustments. And then it's up to the player to like, Mm-hmm. adjust on the adjustment right but yep. i think that's kind of interesting we see one player have a bonkers week and then the next week it's like uh, oops yeah oh <laughs> got your got your number yeah uh-huh oh the announcers love to say yeah <laughs> they love to talk about who has whose number
1: uh-huh <laughs> i mean in omaha went like they made the switch to sydney haley
0: they did um, yeah
1: for setter in the back half of that game in the middle of the second set, I think
0: yep, yeah, the setter switch yeah, ups are happening and mm-hmm. I can't really explain them, but I, I I don't think it's a bad thing. it's just it's just surprising to me,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, at, at the end of the day, these are all amazing setters, and it might just be I want a different brain in there <laughs> to sure. say to make just different decisions. And who's to say whether they're better decisions or worse decisions? Just different.
0: Hopefully, they're like to the plan, right? Like to the offensive strategy. But at the same time, there are such, there's a lot of different styles in setting and slightly different strengths. And I feel like this whole week we saw a lot of setter switches, which worked for some teams and did not work for others. Friday the 16th was Columbus Fury at Orlando Valkyries.
1: Mm -hmm. Orlando, as we talked about last week, really nasty. They've been fun to watch.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They beat Columbus in four sets after losing the opening set. So Columbus took the opening set 27-25. And then Orlando came back to win the second 25-22, the third 25-20, and then the fourth. They just destroyed 25 twenty five eleven.
2: Is that the biggest game. biggest deficit?
1: I think we had a twenty five ten last week.
2: Oh okay, wow. I mean, but yeah.
1: So Columbus, yeah, stay winless. They haven't had that many shots at it though.
0: Yeah, they're zero two at, at this point. So I felt like a, again, like the early matches, just switching everyone around. Mm-hmm. That was Columbus's vibe this time. Mm-hmm. And actually I did like take some notes from announcers on like setting some things straight about injury reports from the first match that they played. Oh, oh yeah. So I remember I said that Megan Courtney Lush had, had a baby and we didn't know if she was back from having the baby. She did six months ago have have a baby. But she was back. She was trying to play the first match. She had food poisoning.
2: Oh, Jesus.
0: let say six months
2: is actually pretty quick turnaround
0: it really is um so i i wouldn't have blamed her <laughs> nor would i have
1: i, I wouldn't come I, back in six months from a hamstring uh
0: Megan courtney lush feeling better a couple weeks later playing Amazing. in this match um jenna rosenthal is still not really confirmed uh mm-hmm. i i think it is i think it is injury related but they didn't talk about it too much and then asia O'Neill, i had uh they confirmed that she had an ankle surgery right before christmas so Uh like after the national championship and before christmas um and then they referenced a heart condition that asia o'neill has had and i listened to an interview that she gave in the fall of this year during her her final season at texas so just i'm just gonna play not you know play it back give you that information because i find it interesting when asia was just starting playing when she was 12 she had a heart surgery on uh her mitral valve um basically they like installed a ring to keep it from you know your heart has to work harder to push blood through the valve it was and because the that wasn't it wasn't working properly we're now a medical podcast we're now a medical podcast i'm as i google as i read from google and i spelled (laughs) mitral wrong when i initially googled it um but then she went over to Texas, she started her Texas career in 2018. And after her first season as a freshman, I think she was a red shirt freshman. She was like having a lot of, she talks about having a lot of trouble in practice, keeping up and she like feels like she's in great shape. And she said, but you know, as a freshman, you just don't wanna call any attention to yourself, which I thought was a very funny, yeah. like, you just want to fly under the radar. Like you just wanna do what you're told. Um, but they were wearing heart monitors, which I think is a, a not. It's newer in that, like, I was never wearing a heart yeah. monitor at practice. But I think that that was a a part of like she could see that her heart was way higher on beats per minute than than any teammates, and so she went back to different cardiologists. And like the first one was like, "You should never play again." And then her dad like went to some that her dad and an, an ex NBA player like was like no, I I got some cardiologists over here. Like, let's get more opinions. Um, and ultimately had another surgery to replace that ring because, you know, she grew since she was 12 and it wasn't big enough for, for the, the job that it was initially installed to do. Um, so then after her freshman year, she had that surgery. It was 13 months of recovery. Wow covid happened so like she got to finish out her recovery during covid year and that changed everybody's eligibility so she was able to basically like start in i think 2021 with her first year of eligibility um and so anyway i just thought that was very interesting they like dropped that announcer dropped that in like oh and had a heart condition and she's back and i was like wait what so that's wild yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool story. It sounds like she feels good now. Um, but yeah, that was just the background there. So those are the uh, the histories and or health reports of mm-hmm. Columbus Fury players. Thank we can you. go back to match analysis. But, well, um, thank you for that. Like we said, for, it was only... For for thank you
1: for the, for the medical news. Because yep. yeah, I mean, we haven't really seen news. them. This is the second time we've seen them at all. And we haven't really seen them all together, obviously. Or what yep. they'll look like you know in a mm-hmm. month
2: mm-hmm. and apparently it means that they're not going to serve very well
1: yeah i mean neither <laughs> team in this game served very well at all this but i thought pretty... columbus like they started yeah. off really well i don't know it just it got worse as the game went on oh, those was frustrating those four sets but yeah i mean columbus Omaha, swapped
0: or, in so many people Orlando,
3: yeah
1: yeah Orlando didn't yeah. yeah like
3: either
0: That they're just like, I'll try. There's (laughs) nothing more
2: heartbreaking than seeing someone whose job is they come in to serve and they miss their serve, the first serve.
0: I can't take it.
2: It's really...
1: Valkyrie's almost had 20 errors.
2: Yeah. Jeez. Uh,
0: Columbus hit 180 as a team. Orlando hit 310. Like, that's kind of almost it. That's like the, Like the whole story. Yeah.
1: Not only that, but like, I mean, we'll talk more... About Adora in the second game because news. But in this game, coming off her player of the week announcement, she hit a ton, but they hit all down the line. Yeah. Like they were, I don't know how many kills did she end up with? Like 15. 15 Mm -hmm. on 51 attempts. But they had, you know, Jill Gillen and Mm Kazmiri Brown both had 12 kills. Kaz hit 500.
2: I love Cass. Yeah. Cass hit 500 in this game. Jill hit amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she hit amazing. So, I mean, I guess, again, we'll talk more about why Adora didn't play in the second game, but I guess if you're the Orlando coach looking at that, there's a lot of efficient hitters on that team, and Mm -hmm. that seems like a good strength to have is just the other team not being able to anticipate where you're going with with the ball every time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. They did a lot of Columbus's switches were all, like, from a, pro like a longer term pro to like a rookie or one year
3: mm, they did mm-hmm. the same
0: thing on the right side um they did the same thing on the outside megan courtney lush played seven years pro and was at penn state and then they switched her for Genesia Moore, who is a rookie they did a lot of that like switching around and i mm-hmm. feel like that was probably intentional i thought megan courtney was playing fine but it doesn't it's it's more to do with the this mentality that i think a lot of teams in their early matches have which is like let's just see who rises to the task mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah.
1: it's still and really like early what our combos are especially yeah. for Columbus like we talked about i mean it's it's really early yep yep 24 weeks
0: match 3 match 3 was the first one, first one on Sunday, February 18th, Atlanta Vibe at Grand Rapids Rise. Yeah. Grand Rapids took their first meeting, 3-1, mm-hmm. and then they did it again.
1: They took it yeah. again. So, yeah, this- we've got a we've got a nice Atlanta versus Grand Rapids rivalry. As most people have said, Grand Rapids is kind of the Atlanta of Michigan, so it makes sense.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, people do say um, that. Wait, yeah, really? No, yeah.
1: Every- no. Oh. no one has ever said that. <laughs> but we're going to go with that. Oh, um, like, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, I heard no. that. The, the, the strip clubs in say. Grand Rapids are notorious. <laughs> Lots of rappers there. Anyways, <laughs> Grand Rapids won the first two sets. The first 25-19, then 25-18. Really nice. But then they dropped the next two because they got into two-point sets with Atlanta. Yeah. Which, which, as we've yeah. talked about, Atlanta doesn't lose those. Atlanta won the next two sets, 25-23, 25-23. But then Grand Rapids turned it around after losing two sets in a row. They won the tiebreaker set 15-11. Like I said, Atlanta stays winning in the two-point sets. They're 8-0 this season now. But Grand Rapids, with that win, moves into the top spot in the standings with the best win percentage.
0: Yes, they do. Uh, A new player alert for the Atlanta vibe is... Anna Lazareva, who played unbelievably, she's six foot three. She's Russian. Atlanta signed her on February 13th. She's been playing pro for nine years. She was playing in China and she came over in wow. a in a pro league over there. I don't know what those timelines look like. I don't know why it happened, but she had 25 kills. She hit 340. It was great. It was mm-hmm. a real strong right side situation. Allie Linehan was back, but she didn't really look back. You know, was she playing? She was playing. I missed. She was playing. They put her in for LeCouture, but it it I, it didn't. I think it she didn't subbed in even
1: in the first set, and mm. then just played the rest.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah. She she had an, an ankle
0: issue, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Yep. Overall, Atlanta hit 250, 66 kills. I saw that. Um. There's now, a le- like, blocks and also positive touch in the stats. Yes. I saw it I starting gonna, in this match.
2: I was going to say, um, they had it in the previous two matches. That Maybe they changed ev- all the s- previous stats. Can we add it to another thing w- that we discussed and they changed?
3: <laughs>
2: because in our previous episode, Suspicious. We, were about, <laughs> um, we were confused about what assist meant. Mm-hmm we theorized what that would mean wasn't in the stats explanation on the website and they have changed it to touch plus, which so now we can safely assume that that just means you got a touch on the block, but you didn't actually
0: block it. Here's the, here's the problem though. It's yeah. It's, does that mean the point was over or does it just mean it did good things for your team?
2: Oh, right. Touch. It was a positive touch rather than a negative touch. So I I, think probably
0: Pro- I'm still confused. <laughs> still a little off with that. Maybe they, could, if they could please yeah. add it to the descriptions. But see, like,
1: now they're not because if they add it now, they add it to the descriptions now. Like, that's... A, and they yeah. know. And
0: they we know do. that they know. Because my statistics
1: know. professor taught me, like, correlation does not equal causation. Yeah, well. But a pattern is emerging. <laughs> is all I'm saying.
0: Eight. Absolutely.
2: The influence so, we have.
0: Atlanta had <laughs> 11 blocks and 17 touch pluses which yeah. get out of here tbd t- what that means
2: mm,
1: plus touches who doesn't want to be
0: <laughs> touch plussed you know yeah uh <laughs> compared to grand rapid 280 just a little better 72 kills um 12 blocks and also 17. yeah i mean stats wise like these games look very similar mm-hmm
2: um, and I always think it's very fascinating what you see the end score of a fifth set is, and like going through, it, it was neck and neck. And then yep. finally Grand Rapids got that boost of energy and pulled away for mm-hmm. a four set, a four point difference, which is, ah,
0: volleyball.
1: Better serving this game than the last one, but they still both had double digit serve errors.
0: So. Yeah. Oh my God. Three aces, oh. 10 serves for Atlanta. Three aces, 11 misserfs for Grand Rapids. It's so hard to understand. Mm-hmm. I will say, need to shout out Amelia Dimitrova. She was such a spark in this game. She hit 400 and had 26 kills. Wow. That's a player of the week uh, jump scare incoming. Oh. I just feel those are stats. I, we need a right.
2: The right sides were, I I thought, all the games I watched, all the right sides were doing amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we need some, we need some recognition for the I opposites. agree. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so with Grand Rapids' win of this game, they are now first in the standings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is very exciting because Vibe has been the leader this entire time. So you know, give someone else a try. True. I mean, so like
1: that's <laughs> we haven't really talked about the playoff format yet. Oh yeah, it's a fi- it's a final four, right? They're yes. doing the final four.
2: Okay. Yep. yep. And the winner
0: gets 1 000, 000. A million dollars.
1: <laughs> million dollars. That's pretty that's pretty
0: dollars. good. Uh-huh.
1: Yep. As a team, like do they have to do they have to split it?
0: Uh, <laughs> who's no, Everyone gets a million. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <gasps> I I feel like it has to go like to the org now. Yeah. Yeah. And they get to maybe give
2: some bonuses out with it.
1: Oh, they'll have a pizza party <laughs> for the players. <laughs>
0: Nice. Yes. Party cut.
1: But yeah, I mean, like that's—I mean—that's the top three now. It seems like there's a pretty secure top three with the vibe, the supernovas, and the rise. In terms of like they're they're on top of the standings, but they also seem really good.
0: Yeah,
3: um,
1: it
0: does seem like either Vegas or Orlando will take the fourth spot. Yeah. And then what? We think it's one place four, two place three, mm-hmm. just one match, so. move to mm-hmm. the next. -hmm. It would be so cool if it was best of three, but
1: that would be cool. Maybe these games
0: are as long as football games, and those are single, and so get
1: really long. I mean, that's what's impressive to me about that Grand Rapids win too. Is like they won that fifth set. It had been like an hour and a half since they won a set. It had been a long time Mm -hmm. to turn that around. Yeah, Um, but yeah, no, they look really good.
0: So Grand Rapids has beat Atlanta two times. The only two losses.
1: Only two losses and, sixty six percent of Grand Rapids wins,
0: but Grand Rapids lost to to Omaha, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those are those are really shaping up to be our top three. Mm Hmm. I mean, but it's. I mean, still early.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would think Valkyries just because they look really good, but uh, I don't know. The next game, they didn't. They didn't show up too well. So.
0: Yeah. the second match on sunday orlando Velks at omaha supernovas where mm-hmm. the score, their the score was meeting. on the
2: top of the screen no
0: thank
1: yeah. you well, <gasps> what unwatchable are watchable product now top of the another, screen score
2: another I record-breaking uh crowd as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: they won in four sets omaha did in front of their third time record breaking crowd i guess <laughs> um, every
0: time just reaching new and new higher heights
1: set the tone in the first set 25-13 then 25-21 they won then they lost the third set 25-21 before winning the fourth 25-20 to take the game
2: uh yeah i omaha just handled this game like it was pretty they would kind of dominate the whole time and except for that third set Orlando had a really long run. I think it was like a 12-point run and that was really the only discrepancy. Mm-hmm. And like the Omaha or um, Orlando started hitting better in the third set and then mm-hmm. and then it went back to poor performance. Not yeah, poor performance, big... just yeah, worse just performance for the fourth set. Not enough to
1: win the points.
2: Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I guess the big story out of this was Adora and they sat this game DNP coach's decision. Supposedly not injured.
0: According to um, the press conference. According
1: to the postgame press conference.
0: Amy Pauly was asked. So Adora, she was out. Is she injured or what's going on there? And Amy oh said, God. She's fine.
1: There's a little bit of Belichickian coach <laughs> arrogance.
0: No, no, no. I don't know.
1: But- to be like, hey, listen, everyone down the line's hitting really well. Adora, you hit 51 times. Take a seat this game. Jill's hitting almost, you know, 400 for the season. Um, She did not hit 400 in this game. She hit yeah. 90.
2: She did not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She, did yeah. did Omaha have really great blockers on the right side? Yes. I mean, Sydney Hilly is right. a really and, good net setter. Jess,
2: Shaman Landsman, mm. had a great game. Really. Amazing. Yeah. Um
1: Tory Dixon had five blocks too. Yeah. So they were blocking, but and I don't know. Had... It wasn't crazy.
2: Yeah, uh, the middles also on uh, Omaha had really were playing really well.
0: That's yeah. interesting because I feel like Orlando has a pretty strong middle presence with blocking, mm-hmm. and at least with yeah. tracking.
2: Yeah, I I didn't see as many blocks. Well, i I guess she had three. I'm talking about Kaz Brown. Mm. I, I just feel like usually she is more of a presence that I didn't really see that during this match. Oh, we didn't talk about how Shayna Joseph um got injured at the end of the match on Friday.
0: I saw Shayna with a with a boot. a boot on, right? Yep,
2: yep. Um, so everyone in the chat's asking where's where's Shina? Where's Adora? Uh, they're they, really
0: they're like good buds too off the court you can tell. Oh yeah, oh. they Instagrams. They're always just holding hands. That's <laughs> <it's> cute. <laughs> In the training room, I love them both, and I wish them well, and I want them to play.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. What
2: what what to say? They, okay, so all, they were blocking Jill Gillen almost lights out sets one, two, and four, mm-hmm. and I think that was because Jill is such a a presence especially when she gets a kill she gets so excited i think that like really brought them down yeah um
0: did they ever try something that's interesting about like if you have a shorter outside who's mm-hmm. getting handled on the mm-hmm. block something that i think is a pretty good setter like choice then is to well It the problem is if you if you set them on like a like a rip and, yeah. in a little bit and faster uh-huh. is what uh-huh. that is yeah you know sometimes that means you're then setting her right into the right side block yeah if yeah. if that right side isn't um stay, sticking close with the middle uh-huh. but I saw who did I see do this really well maybe Vegas. None, none of none of Eller was
2: doing it yes Vegas was also Vegas does um, it well which is like setting.
0: you get the middle to stick with your middle yeah. And then that means that creates a hole between the other teams, right side blocker and middle blocker, for your outside to come in and run something yep. fast. And that really only works if you've established your middles first and if that middle believes that they need to yeah. stick with yeah. their middle on the other side. But it's kind of like one of the only ways to get your outside a chance to see some different something different on their block. Mm -hmm. if that's like happening over and over again. And I, but it it requires other things to be working really well. Yeah. And I I can't remember,
2: I don't know if she's in the front row with the setter majority of the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a difference if you want to run the rip set. Um, I will, they were trying to push her faster, Jill, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it just, it doesn't, just doesn't work out.
0: It sounds like things were just off. Yeah. In, in the house of Orlando. The team owned oh. by Global Music sensation Jason Derulo, you know.
1: Just the attacking number like that was that was the only difference. It wasn't, you know,
3: mm-hmm. Omaha
1: didn't destroy them on the serve. We were talking about Omaha being really good serving earlier. Wasn't mm-hmm. really the case in this game. I mean, they were good, but they weren't a ton better.
2: Another Omaha's- top Oh, I'll like, say another big topic from this in the chat from this match in the chat was uh, the Valkyrie's jerseys. They are blue and they have what looks like to be like armor on the shoulders and on the ends of the sleeves. Sick. So it's like they're Valkyries. And I think it's kind of cool everyone hated them what (laughs) yeah but i liked it it's like you're wearing a costume
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were talking about medieval times earlier that's sweet yeah yeah dress them
0: up it sounds pretty cool i feel like i've seen photos and videos of them in it but now that's a cursed jersey because Uh, they just didn't play well in those because the coach didn't put in one of their Best hitters and passers. We don't don't know. Maybe she was going through something. You're right. She did warm up. It really doesn't seem like she was hurt, but it's it's hard to tell. And now stoke
1: the fires.
0: And now Omaha's on a three-match win streak. They be hot. I
1: Mm -hmm. mean, I don't know if it was just like from watching it, they were blocking really well too. Um, Mm. If that's also what led to some of the kill errors that Orlando had um, just going away from them because I don't know, like, that's the other thing from Omaha. They just, they had five errors on the attack to 13.
2: Wow. Yeah. They
1: just were efficient in that.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Monday's match, San Diego Mojo at Vegas Thrill. The two oh, newer teams. Yeah. Mojo, 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 mojo.
1: Vegas. Yeah. In Vegas, they're the, uh, I guess, they're like geographical rivals. Mm. San Diego mm. and Vegas. Uh, San Diego, or the Jets of the PVF, as, 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 we'll, as we'll call <laughs> oh, them
0: now. Oh, no.
1: Lost in three sets. Vegas won the first 25-16 they won the second 25 15, and then they won the third 25 21, a little bit closer there. Mojo started getting stuff together.
0: They've done on, that a couple times now, where they have
1: everyone, a winless.
0: Where they have a third.
2: Yeah, everyone on Mojo's 14 man roster, 14 woman roster played yeah. except two people.
0: Yeah, they so were top, swapping everyone yeah. around
2: which can't you have 15
0: people in your active roster i know i thought it was 14 i'm Correct. the mojo apologist of the pod and i'm it's making it hard hey, for you me know, i mm-hmm. want them but to turn I, it around i want i, I really
2: do tough feel love. like
0: it could happen i do yeah i i don't besides, know besides
1: nikki you date a jets fan like it's <laughs> i've it's got that piece in my heart <laughs> yeah, yeah that piece in my we heart love, it's, we love it's depressing
2: Amazon story okay However, Mojo
0: tried uh, August Rasky at setter instead oh, yeah. this match. I thought she was really quick swapped. and controlled, but everything seemed too tight to me. Ooh. That is my personal opinion as. Good, good eye. As a I, did not notice I just that. I thought it was too I just thought it was too tight for for them. Uh, mm. and then they swapped and, out back for TomCom in the second. Yeah.
2: And then thrill just hit high hands. Or
0: over her and they just couldn't could it? Nothing. I mean Temi, Thomas Ilara hit 230, 13 kills. I think that like begins and ends with what was working for Mojo. Yeah. It was just Temi. Um the team hit 140. They had they they passed 49% positive and 9% perfect. I don't think we've seen a single digit percent perfect this whole week. So that yeah, was a problem. That wasn't mm-hmm. ideal.
1: But mm-hmm. on the other side of that coin, for both of these teams, they only combined for eleven service errors.
0: Oh, because wow. the match was so short.
1: It was yeah, it was oh. only three sets. But we'll take that.
2: And I'm pretty we'll sure we'll take it. At least maybe oh, I can't remember which set ended on a service error, and I hate you hate yeah. to see that too. Yeah.
1: Vegas really was though. They had four. They had four. They won the game.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, good. Good job. Vegas hit 330, 45 kills, 45% positive. Serve, receive 15. Perfect. They had nine blocks and 19 positive block touches compared to Ve- to Mojo's seven blocks, 13 positive. So blocking yeah. was a little unbalanced too, just in like being present. Yeah. Thrills mm-hmm. middles
2: were so much fun to watch. Molly I McCage, really, she Thirkley, went. Oblad, mm-hmm. Um and one other played. Oh, I think it's Lane Van Buskirk possibly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh.
0: All Molly hit 640. Seven kills yeah. only, but again, short yeah. match. Yeah. I saw I thought these were shorter rallies too. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. was a little sad. Only a 100 team attempts hitting attempts per team in these matches. It is a shorter match overall, but the other matches we're seeing are like almost double that in terms Mm of the team's number of hitting attempts. So like, it's also just like very quick Mm -hmm. rallies. Like the point is, was over so fast. It was a very Mm -hmm. fast match. I was Mm -hmm. sad about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. We're holding out hope. Yeah, And they just, everyone, almost everyone was in there. They're just so obviously not sure what their perfect combination is. And it's a little bit Columbus vibes. Yeah. I don't know. Well and it feels They're to me too like
1: like Kelly, you were saying the Vegas middles, how good they were. That also seems like serving-wise, if you've got those middles, you're just kind of like they had one ace.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't really have to try as hard mm-hmm. uh, to ace them if you're just like, Hey, we we can just rely on our middles to to block the shit out of everything.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm uh player of the week in week three was adora Nay. uh we said a lot of names and we did also say adora's name so i would say that we were right (laughs) yeah correct um and let's do it again no i mean maybe we can try to have like an actual recommendation i mean
1: it's got to be a rise player for me right
0: yeah i could see that to
1: the top of the standings
0: Mm -hmm. yep Even if it's just
1: really at the expense of Atlanta at this point.
0: Or one of the right sides. We said
2: right sides had a great... Amelia. Well, that's... Yeah. Amelia Dimitrova would be Mm. my... I I did not watch that match, but if we're... I agree that it's probably a rise player. And if I'm going purely off of stats and my conviction that it needs to be a right side. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia. I also... I would accept a libero. We haven't seen a libero yet. Or a setter, Mm. but... Um, I'm I'm
0: going, Amelia. No more outsides. <laughs> we cannot keep I mean, injuring the just... play the, the leaves yeah. outsides. We uh, have to stop. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh. not we, to be clear, it's them. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're about they, they have the curse. Yeah. We're just watching on the sidelines.
2: We're just yeah. lowly podcasters.
0: <laughs> I think All that's
1: right. the right call. I mean, that's seems right to me.
2: Who else who else could it be from Rise? I do love Simone.
0: Uh, I love Simone too, but it's an outside.
2: Yeah. All right. We're we've made our own rules, and now we have to follow them. <laughs> yeah. Not an outside. And it's on the rise. All right, Amelia. Locked Nailed in. Date.
0: And locked in.
2: Yeah.
1: That's another W.
2: Final answer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How do you all feel about me just talking about some opinions that I have now? Great. and Do it. The first opinion that I have is, well, that that the announcers, this is, a, I think, a commonly held opinion, that the announcers are doing the most <laughs> and also the least. So i, I got to say, big fan of the Omaha announcers. There have been good ones. There have been good color commentary. I'm not here to, like, really rip the announcers, but... Now I'm going to list for you a few things that I've heard the announcers call the middle of the court.
2: Okay. Oh, yes, this is good.
0: You know, we talk about how in perimeter defense, or even like the international level of sort of perimeter defense, where middle comes up a little bit, there is obviously like a pretty big hole in the middle of the court where the ball can fall in front of a bunch of people. And that is like a an offensive tactic. If you mm-hmm. can, if as a defender, you're trying to move so that you're seeing the hitter's hand from around the blocker so that you can see if they're switching to a tip and you can run in to cover that middle of the court. Um. But people have been calling it all kinds of things. I heard one announcer like quiz the other one on this. Oh, nice. The answer was not one that I understood. It, bagel. Oh.
2: Bagel. Never heard of it. Sure. I never was going
1: to say bagel, bagel just because we were talking about hole.
2: Hole.
0: Hole. It makes sense. And bagel is like a tennis term that I recently learned. I, oh. I've i never heard about it in the volleyball. It, it means no. if you got if you swept the other team in, te- in a set of tennis, it's 6-0. You oh. bageled them. Oh. oh. Which I like, but I have not heard about it in the volleyball context. So, so Um, wait. So,
2: in the con, so I'm a coach and I say the bagel is open (laughs) for you to tip.
0: That's right. Okay. Hit the bagel. That's
1: fucking weird. I
0: don't like it. Continue. Second one, donut. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I mean, I've heard that. Yeah. You know, just another, just a sweet bagel. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think,
2: you know, now we have a logical. We, we've 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 gone our logical conclusion. If you're gonna have a bagel, mm. you're gonna have donuts. Another one that I
0: heard. Honey pot. Oh boy. Yeah, I've heard what that too. Doing? Don't You've like it. You've heard it? I hate it. Uh-huh.
2: Cookie yeah, jar
1: is, is the cookie jar. I feel like jar... a,
2: I gotta say, honey pot feels like just a general uh, sexual like a term. It's like, a
1: spy term.
2: <laughs> yes. But I, I don't know, I feel like I've heard it in other sports, like a like basketball or something. No?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I've heard it I in songs. I only hear it
1: in, in spy movies.
0: <laughs> spy spy movies?
1: movies. Yeah, the honeypot is a spy move where like uh you just like you get a hot spy to bang the person and then black the honeypot scheme. Yeah.
0: But I'm trying to weird. apply that to the center of the court.
1: <laughs> Honeypot connotation like for me would be like defensively, you make it look like the hole's open. But the you're hole. really covering it. <laughs> yeah, the donut hole. Uh, That's what I'm calling the, the butt. The you know butt I, of the cord <laughs> is open, but you're really covering it. You're psyching them out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Honey
1: potting them. All well, right.
0: <laughs> and then the last one that I heard is campfire. Yeah. Campfire. <laughs> so But I, do, do you just
2: call
1: it middle?
0: Well, it's like it's like everyone's huddled around it, warming yeah. their hands. So I've never not heard the, the lo- ball,
2: like the location called a campfire. I've heard campfire is is the scenario where a ball drops between two players and you're both stuck looking at each other, like oops, like if that. Heard, it's like oh, we just camp, like oh, that's a campfire. Oh,
0: she dropped it in the campfire.
2: Yeah, never heard. I've never actually heard it for the location on the court. What well, what is your preferred? term nikki
0: um i think if it's going to be any of those it's donut
1: i mean what did you
2: call? It? what would just you say, do
0: i would just say drop it in the middle
2: yep center of the course middle middle's open yeah i'm saying all. If, it,
0: if you're like calling a
2: shot like you like yeah it's the middle i don't know yeah i <laughs> put it in the honey pot
0: put I d- it in yeah. the honey pot Too i do syllables. not think i don't
2: weird. think you'll hear a libero say campfire no i don't think so either no speaking of hearing the players, I felt like I could actually really hear them um, at the uh, Omaha game on Sunday. And I really enjoyed it because I could yeah. I could hear all their conversations. It was very fun to listen.
0: We would love more of that, PVF, please. Yeah. Thank nice you. It's
1: getting nice getting the like on-court audio. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I love that. Fun, doesn't yeah. have to be a full mic up. just has to be a little know, bit more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, my second opinion.
1: Okay. Opinion two.
0: I think there are too many timeouts
1: that's how i feel about basketball oh. too there's too many timeouts
0: of the tv timeouts that they take too well there's media timeouts and then there's a, there's you know two timeouts per team per set when you get to four or five set matches that could be 10 timeouts of just teams plus all the media timeouts talk to each other in between points i right? even the coaches i'm like you don't gotta say nothing now they're starting to call challenges to get more time you have enough time.
1: They lose a timeout if they lose a challenge.
0: Ooh. I don't remember. No, they don't, no, but I would like that. Don't. That would That's one, usually
1: I... Yeah, like in football, that's the penalty. Yeah. If you call a challenge and you don't get it right, you have because, to pay them a timeout.
2: Yeah, cuz you took a timeout. Ti- you took it. Two timeouts per set feels right to me. Like I can't imagine only giving a team one timeout. But the media one. But the media one only happens if a timeout wasn't taken around the fifteen point. Is that true? I pulled that (laughs) out of my ass. Um,
1: It sounded uh, dead on.
2: uh,
0: Well, wait. So actually, what I I went no, then I started thinking was I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that is true if it's if there are that. but there aren't any timeouts at the beginning they all take them all at the end right so sure. what ends up happening is if you have media at 15 then team one takes it at 2020 20, then team two takes it at 22 20 then team one takes it at 23 22 and it's just the it makes the last five i guess this it's, is basketball now That's, i was gonna say it's the equivalent of basketball
2: yeah. fouling, and every point two seconds you, the clock stops and you turn one minute of a game into 20 minutes and we're all sitting there like well, the problem, though, lie. is that this is
0: a football game. So it's at two and a half hours in. We stretch the last five points of the game into another 30 minutes. And it's just.
1: Well, take yeah. me into a timeout. Like they call it at 23 20. What are you talking about?
0: You only have 30 like, you've seconds. Already
1: played, you've already played 43 points in the set.
0: So you're usually are you like,
1: hey, wait a second. Is it
0: a minute? The co- is it a minute? It's one of. It's, I don't remember if it's 30 or a minute, but. The head coach usually goes directly to one or two people, mm-hmm. I've noticed. To the setter.
2: They <laughs> go directly to
0: the setter or directly to the outside and and say, this is what you're going to do now.
1: Like, hey, okay, set it better.
0: And it's like, what, you what it. are you, are you drawing up something crazy right now? Yeah. Like, or so. are you just telling them to go to one very specific spot? Then you can just yeah. do that. But it's yeah. more of a momentum breaker, I yes. think. It's trying yes. to get the server to miss. Yeah.
2: I can't sure. I can't remember uh anything <laughs> my college career <laughs> um I don't like I'm trying to think of what we did in timeouts oh it was like a I don't know but I I think like a concussion
1: con- thing is it just like you just,
2: <laughs> You so, blacked it out you
1: know?
2: I mean I had a good time I don't know
3: <laughs> <laughs> right
2: different kind nice. of blackout yeah um but but I think it yeah it's just kill the momentum and hopefully freeze the the server out.
0: Yeah, I'm just okay. tired. I guess. Yeah, the games are really long. <laughs> we we all have another full time job now, and um, I was these watching volleyball games.
2: I was watching them at one and a half speed today.
0: Oh wow! Recommend. Maybe I'll go to one and a half speed when it's 2020, and I know that mm-hmm. they're going to be. I mean, I obviously skip past all the Ads, commercials and things, yeah. but
2: but sometimes you like want to watch the challenges. I don't... Yeah. Interesting.
1: I like to just, yeah, sometimes in those breaks, listen to it. Sometimes the commentators are are talking about the, the game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that was actually happening, and that's that's good to hear. Sometimes Every they're now not. And then. Yeah, sometimes they're mm-hmm. not talking about that. They're talking about donuts and holes, and <laughs> whatever, campfires.
0: Okay, I have a third opinion, and I think this might be like a part one, and I'm gonna get some more information and an add to it for part two. But I've been, I heard this this started with. The announcer is talking about Columbus, Fury, Libero, Valeria Leon, and they were like, hey, this Libero right here, she's a lawyer right now. She's working remote from Columbus and playing professional volleyball. She's working remote. And my opinion is that this is a very complex thing, but bragging about how your women's athletes also have other full-time jobs is not the flex that you think it is. (laughs) Yeah, I do like,
1: understand from her perspective being like, that's great, I'll play volleyball, but like I make I as did much this money as thing. a lawyer.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And for the these Making particular women, I think that it's a little different. You have no idea how, what this league is. You're you're not yeah. getting paid any actual money to
1: how sustainable it might sustain be you. this year.
0: You picked mm-hmm. another career path, perhaps. You know, some people have been mm-hmm. playing pro abroad at all these different teams. Um, but you there are some people who are like yep i'm this was never an option
3: Mm -hmm.
0: that felt real and so i started this other career and then what i noticed was that columbus posted they're doing this like countdown to the first home opener and the reason number two is that our players are more than athletes and that's a pretty good way to frame it i guess but then they go in and they say (laughs) say valeria is a lawyer um,
1: side hustle as a lawyer
0: <laughs> she sets Ash- her own hours millennial <laughs>
1: life <laughs> yeah.
0: she's a boss um Ashley Wenz is in marketing Jenna Rosenthal is a civil fucking engineer <laughs> hell yeah I'm just like yeah be,
1: yeah like that's that's like the closer to the life of an Olympian
0: I would right. lose my mind I gotta
2: say I could bear. I could barely keep it together, like studying and <laughs> and playing volleyball in college. You don't
1: remember any of the timeouts, <laughs> yeah?
2: All. It's all just jammed out. I think my brain was just like overloaded. I I would lose my mind.
0: It's yeah, it's 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 commendable, and it's like I don't think I would expect anything really different from these mm-hmm. women, especially in this league right now. But it mm-hmm. like connects back to the the. NFL cheerleaders doing Mm -hmm. that, like those videos of them like practicing their routines in their jobs, Mm -hmm. and then the Chiefs reposted it and was like, "We love our cheerleaders," and it's like you are telling on yourself. Yeah, hey, pay pay them more, you know, like (laughs) yeah. And it's we can't expect that for this, but it's just a, it's just not, it's not the flex that you think it is, and Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and yes, celebrate it for certain, but. Like, can we all agree that that's not what we're like hoping for in the future? Mm -hmm. Like, we would like this to be a lucrative job that you can have. It's just, well, that's an. I mean, that's what's
1: that's what's crazy too. Is like even places like the NFL, right? You're talking about like NFL teams and their cheerleader, like referees in the NFL didn't go full time until like very recently.
0: Mm, I didn't know. Which is
1: like, you know how how much relies on those people they're like that we give them $14,000 a year and they work mm-hmm. as a, as like a, you know, doing fish tours in <laughs>
0: Vancouver or something. <laughs> I, I think this is connected to like, I still need to figure out if there are non-competes for these players to play in other leagues or athletes unlimited or whatnot. I would imagine uh-huh. they can play athletes unlimited because yeah. most of them All do. At the same time. Um, and it's and they're not the same time. So I think I still want to know like what are these players doing between mm-hmm. June and January of 2024? You know, and mm-hmm. and so it's I'm interesting like, to me curious. to just like
1: you talk about it, no matter what sport you're in, even if you're getting like a lot of money, it's not a it's not a job you're gonna have for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a there's a very distinct shelf life for that career path. So I do you know i also think that like it's it's cool to be able to to have a life after that you would hope that it's after not not at the same time but after that that's not necessarily connected to the sport if you don't want to be um yeah
0: that's a good point you know without because having so to many... be like a
1: car salesman or whatever that yeah. a lot of like football players become
0: and so many i mean it's it's really tough because then this like goes into this whole subject of like NFL and NBA and MLB players who do make enough money that they just like can retire in their 30s and live on that for the rest of their lives, right? As opposed to like those players who just made it up and can maybe Mm. just manage Mm -hmm. to live on that salary or they're on the cusp and they're needing another source of income when they retire. Mm -hmm. Like how do like set these players up for success?
1: They also have good unions,
0: which mm. obviously
1: you know helps them, um, because like still the NFL is. I think the average career length is like three years, because the vast majority of people we know, like they're the upper echelon. There are all these other players that are getting cut or yep. tearing their knee up or whatever, and mm-hmm. and that obviously is not going to be in place in this league, um, in the way that it is in places like baseball and football, having like a a really strong union that'll that'll fight for lifetime health care for you yep mm-hmm. things like that um oh,
2: so yeah i mean talked about healthcare. yeah
1: yeah so i totally get like if you're a lawyer being like
2: yeah no i'll come
1: play volleyball for you and but like I, i'm not quitting my lawyer job mm-hmm. so like we're gonna have to figure something out because like this season's 24 games long and, you know can't leave that behind altogether
0: yeah i got hours to bill bitch <laughs> yeah
1: But it does seem cool just being like, yeah, there's an opportunity for you to play volleyball where there just, you know, Mm -hmm. wasn't Mm -hmm. in a place Mm -hmm. where you could keep that job that you had before. So, yeah, it's cool.
0: It is cool. Way to make way to give a positive sheen to my initial. My initial skepticism. Cool. Next week's games, we have another Big week, six matches. Wednesday, the 21st, Omaha at Columbus. Thursday, the 22nd, Orlando at Vegas. Mm, Their second meeting. Friday, the 23rd, Grand Rapids at San Diego. I believe that's San Diego's home opener. Saturday, the 24th, Columbus at Vegas. Sunday, the 25th, Omaha at Orlando. Monday, the 26th, Vegas at Columbus. And we have what I'm calling a swappy which mm. is where two teams play each other in the same the way old, they change the where it is. Home. The yes. old swappy. that's what I'm calling the it. Old. So that's Columbus and Vegas at each Ooh. other's homes. Um, maybe they'll take the plane together. Wouldn't that be cute? <gasps> oh. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a Saturday and then a Monday. So like.
1: It's a quick turnaround.
0: I bet they are on the plane together. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, next week Atlanta is off. I can think about what they've done, dropping mm. to second.
1: <laughs> but they stay known two point sets for another week because mm-hmm. they won't be playing any sets.
0: <laughs> they keep I don't know, that the
1: record. Vegas game, the, the Omaha Orlando rematch,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Columbus Vegas game. There's a lot of good ones.
0: Thanks for listening to Court Captains, a volleyball podcast. Please give us some stars on Spotify. And Apple Podcasts, if you like what you're hearing, support small podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Court Captain's Pod, and email us your questions or comments at Court Captain's at gmail.com. Don't
2: forget nice. to be the captain of your own court.
3: Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay.
0: Have a good week.